everybody, my name is Asher, your host for the Revenue Journey Podcast, where we interview and grab unique perspectives from amazing individuals doing technology sales within the APEC and ASEAN region. Welcome to episode 5 of the podcast. In the previous episode, we spoke to Norman, Enterprise AE at Impact.com, who shared about his journey doing sales in Southeast Asia and some of the nuances to take note of when speaking to prospects in the region. In fact, doing sales in the APEC on ASEAN region has always been something I was passionate about. I spoke about the differences I see in the region as compared to the US in episode 3, so do check it out if you are interested. Now in this episode, I want to touch on why it's important to recognize this difference and how it can help us in choosing the right place to start your tech sales journey, regardless is it in a big company or in a small company, especially for those who are considering to change into technology sales as your career path. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now, before I begin, I do want to clarify that I've mainly been part of the early APEC team in regards to the companies I've been a part of. So these are just my experience and thoughts. I've not really been part of any big companies before. So what I share are mainly from what I've heard from people who have been in those positions in the industry. All right, let's go. So one thing we have to understand is that people in this region are more relational as compared to transactional, especially when it comes to purchasing software, products or services. And for myself, growing up in ASEAN, you learn to put things like the family and the community first as compared to putting yourself first. And that means when we do tech sales in this region, we have to focus more on building relationships with people and more importantly, build trust with them. So for example, one of the ways that AEs or sellers build trust with prospects could be through referrals. It could be asking someone who knows the prospect well to refer them and get an introduction. But here's the main question. What does trust and relationship building have to do with choosing a right place to begin my tech sales journey? Now, the thing is, as much as the seller needs to have a relationship with the prospect, it's also important that your prospects have a relationship with the company. So think about this. Let's say you were given a task to buy milk for your family. When you reach the supermarket, you see two types of milk. On one hand, you have an unknown brand, and on another hand, you have milk from, let's say, Marigold. Now, chances are you will choose to purchase the latter option even if they are more expensive. Now, the reason is probably because you see their advertisement everywhere, and most of your friends or family members probably drink that brand too. So the same thing applies in the B2B world, right, or the business-to-business world, even when you are choosing software or technology companies. Now, more often than not, the most obvious choice would be to join companies that are already well-known. They have processes in place, potential buyers really know them, and they have tons of customers. So they probably also attract great talent, so you can expect great managers and mentors to learn from. And big companies could be very willing to pay higher as well as compared to, let's say, smaller companies. Now, while there are upsides, like what I've mentioned, the potential issues with joining such big companies could be the fact that it's saturated. So most businesses have probably already purchased the software from the company, And if you join the company at that stage, you may find yourself having very limited prospect lists to target. But of course, you have much more customer case studies or use cases to show to your prospect. And it helps to build trust in your company and its ability. And that means it's probably much easier to get meetings. Now, another potential downside is that you may even find yourself being assigned to prospect into other countries that you may be unfamiliar with. Simply because the country you're born in, let's say Singapore, 
it's already saturated with enough SDRs or BDRs. So for bigger companies, I would probably say ensure that number one, you can vibe with the manager and try to ask things like what's the percentage of SDRs or BDRs that hit quota last year or last quarter and what did they do? The chances are they have the data to share with you and they probably also would have a good idea on what works and what doesn't. And as long as you can vibe with your manager, they are willing to help you, they are willing to train you, I would assume that you can have good success at those bigger companies. Now, if you decide to go with option two, which is to join companies that are probably newer, which means they could be local startups or foreign companies who are looking to start their team in this region. And you may see some companies looking to hire the early APEC members. Now, of course, the upside includes being part of the exciting growth phase of a company and your job scope is probably much bigger. Instead of just doing prospecting, uh, doing the SDR work, sometimes you may be asked to do some marketing work, help to organize some events, help to be part of the events, maybe get some travel opportunities that other SDRs and BDRs in bigger companies may not have. Now, of course, with the job scope being much bigger, this helps to ensure that you learn many things and wear many hats. And very likely, you'll expedite your learning much faster than your peers. And this is really my own experience as well. I really feel like my learning has been expedited as compared to my other peers because I just face more challenges in a smaller company. And because you're part of the early team, the chances of you being promoted could also be much faster in that kind of environment because you're part of the early team, you have the most experience. If they decide to expand the team, you'll likely be promoted. But as I mentioned in the beginning, my experience have mainly been in early APEC teams of large software companies. So I would like to share a few things you could take note of. So firstly, these companies may not be able to pay as much, but this is also quite subjective because as part of their strategy to attract talent to join the early APEC team, they could use a higher salary to attract talents, but maybe they put a higher quota to you. So the only way to find out is to just ask more questions about the numbers during the interview process. Now, obviously, because the company is new in this region, the brand is unknown and there could be limited number of existing customers in this region as well. And people may not trust the company or your products or services as much, which means the probability of people being willing to take a meeting or talk to you is significantly reduced. However, you can ensure that the market is not saturated and you will likely have a bigger territory to prospect into. But when you have a bigger territory, that could also mean that you don't have much focus. Now, SDRs and BDRs in bigger companies, they may have a specific vertical and a specific market or country to prospect into. But for you, because you're one of the early members, you could be one SDR supporting the whole of Southeast Asia, as per my experience. And that means sometimes it could be a little bit hard to focus and you're just trying to do everything and trying to see what sticks. So make sure you are ready for that. So when you join such companies, just ensure that you ask a little bit about the go-to-market strategy. For example, asking whether there will be a marketing team to build the brand and awareness of the company in this region. And even down to asking things like, how will the company grow? Which are the verticals we are targeting first? Which are the countries we are targeting first? Getting this sort of information will help you better understand whether the company has a clear go-to-market strategy, especially for this region. And if it's possible, also ask whether the quota has been tested. Sometimes, especially for foreign companies who are looking to build their early impact team, they could give you the same quota as the reps in the US, for example. Now, whether that's fair or not is very subjective. You could argue that because the company isn't well-known in the region, it's harder to get meetings, so the quota shouldn't be the same. But the company can also argue that the APEC, SDR, or BDR 
has a much bigger territory as compared to the rest in the United States. So similarly, try to ask the same questions, right? What's the percentage of SDRs or BDRs that hit quota last year or quarter? And what did they do to hit their quota? Now, the data may not be as clear, but you can have some gauge to work with. But if you are one of the first few SDRs to join, definitely ask about flexibility in terms of quota. And more importantly, your manager must be someone who is realistic. If they feel like the quota is really too high, they must be willing to back you up and ask for changes so that the old quota is attainable for you. Now, there are definitely still some sort of risk involved, but if the upside attracts you, you could think about it. That could be an option for you. Now, hopefully that little sharing for myself gave you all a good idea on how to best make your decision. Now, to summarize, I would say this. If you're someone who prefers work-life balance, and if you're someone who requires guidance from people and want to learn slowly, maybe joining a bigger company could benefit you better. But if you feel like you are a fast learner and someone who likes to take lots of initiative, learning or wearing many hats could be your priority, maybe joining a startup or being part of the early APEC team could be exciting for you. But definitely be ready to put in the hard work as it's not going to be easy. So with that being said, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode. Now if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe button. Once again, my name is Asher. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn by typing in Asher Chua, that's A-S-H-E-R space C-H-U-A, or click on my profile link in this episode description. Now feel free to share with me any feedback if you have, and if you have any suggestions on any particular topic, or you have suggestions on who I should bring on next as a guest, let me know via LinkedIn as well. So stay tuned for the next episode, and as always, take care, stay safe, and have a great revenue journey.